الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وسارعوا إلى مغفرة من ربكم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم As you go about your day you begin to notice that it is filled with different things that are attracting or aiming to attract our attention As we go about our days we'll notice that various different things are seeking to attract our attention you'll wake up in the morning on any given day you wake up in the morning and you'll begin on a typical morning you'll begin to rush towards something that's attracting your attention for most people that's either their family or it's their school or it's their work and you'll you there's this sort of rush every single morning where everyone is sort of rushing toward whatever it is that's attracting their attention so for instance if it's the children that are preparing for school they're spending half an hour 45 minutes an hour or if you're preparing for college you know you oftentimes you have a time you have to be somewhere at nine o'clock in the morning and all your effort and energy for that morning is basically focused on getting you to that destination which is your school which is your college or which is your work so you take a shower you'll brush your teeth you'll have breakfast and you're doing this in such a fashion such a manner because in the back of your mind you know that that is worthy of my attention that is or that is sorry that is seeking my attention and because that thing is trying to attract my attention i'm putting effort and energy throughout the morning in order to finally get to that place you get on the road and on the road there are billboards all over there's billboards all over every single freeway every single highway has billboards and each of these billboards is beginning to attract is trying to attract our attention and is trying to tell us look at me look at me focus on me there's nothing more important at this present moment than what i have to show you look at me focus your attention on me you finally get to work or you finally get to school you check your you open up your outlook and you see you know a flood of emails from many different people and each one is indirectly telling you that at this moment or at this time I am worthy of your attention put your attention on me put your attention on me and throughout the day the same thing the same thing you 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 go on the computer and there are thousands of websites that are trying to attract your attention in fact they're designed so that you, they attract your attention they put in effort into the way it looks and how glamorous it is what how appealing it may be they put images on there that and they're specifically aiming to attract your attention you go to a website and it has you know hundreds or thousands of news events that are trying to attract your attention and they're trying to tell you that I'm worthy of your attention not that not this not that I'm the most worthy of your attention come here and click at me, click me see what see what I have to offer their news sports whatever it might be everything is trying to attract our attention on the on the internet for instance and then you you finally do come home from work you want to relax you know but you you can't you come home 
you, maybe it's your spouse that's, that's desiring your attention. You spent the entire day, everything else is attracting your attention for a few minutes to give me some attention. Your children are at home saying every single day, the entire day you spent, and the rest of the world was attracting your attention, your work was attracting your attention, your, uh, the internet was attracting your attention, give me a few minutes as well. Or maybe you don't have, maybe you come home and you, do, you actually, the rare, you're the rare person that has the opportunity to just relax. You flip on the television. It used to be that there were eight different channels that would try to attract your attention. And then it increased to 70 channels that would try to attract your attention. And now there are thousands. You could literally turn on your television. If you're in, you could have thousands of channels that are trying to attract your attention toward it. And this continues essentially until the, the moment we go to sleep at night. And it's become now that everyone's day is filled with, with, with this. And it's, it's because of, of this, because of, the, because of the smartphone. It's that at every given moment in time, something on your phone is going to beep, something on your phone is going to pop up, something's going to try to notify you and tell you that, look, I'm worthy of your attention right now. It could be a text message, it could be a tweet, it could be someone posting something on Facebook, someone putting a picture on Snapchat, but whatever it might be, throughout the day from, you know, 5 o'clock in the morning until one, you know, midnight when you go to bed at, at night, constantly through the day you are getting notifications, you are getting notifications, you are getting beeps, you're getting, you, your phone's vibrating, it's ringing, and every single one of these things is essentially telling you that, look, I am worthy of your attention, look at me, pay attention to me, I am, I, I, uh, I, I want, I want, uh, I want your attention. I want your attention. Now, we know, despite this competition of all of these different means, mechanisms, people, technology that's trying to attract our attention, we as believers know that there is nothing indeed worthy of our attention except for Allah. There's nothing actually worthy of our attention except for Allah. He, subhanahu wa ta'ala, deserves 100% of our attention. Not 50%, not 75%, not 95%, 100% of our attention. The Prophet wasallam's attention was always, always focused on Allah. The Sahaba anhum, their attention was always focused on Allah. In fact, this is really what defined them. It's that they, despite the various means or the various ways by which their attention could be attracted in different directions, not that they weren't present at that time, despite those being present in their day-to-day -day lives, be it their families, be it the needs of society, be it their, their work, their occupation, be it their studies, whatever it might be, despite all of those things existing, even in the lives of the Sahaba, their, their attention was 100% always focused on Allah. It was always focused on Allah. And many, many places in the Qur'an, Allah Ta'ala reminds us of this. And tells us that, look, there's, there's a million things out there that, that are looking for your attention, that are trying to grab your attention, that are trying to take your head and turn it toward, to, that, are, that are literally trying to take your head and they're trying to turn your head toward, toward it, so that it can, it, can, it can attract your attention. But despite all of these things, you have to always remember that your, your attention, your heart is always focused on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that's the only thing that actually is worthy of your attention. That's the only thing that's actually worthy of your attention. Allah ta'ala says in the Qur'an, فَفِرُّوا إِلَى اللَّهِ 
ففروا إلى الله rush race toward Allah وسارعوا إلى مغفرة من ربكم hasten toward the mercy the forgiveness of your Lord I mean time and time we are reminded in the Quran about how our attention should be directed away from the dunya and it should be it should be directed toward Allah Taala time and time, time many places in the Quran where we are instructed to divert our attention away from the mundane things of this world, rather direct our attention toward the one salient feature of this world, which is Allah Ta'ala's dominance over this world. So we know this as believers. Now the challenge then lies, and well, if, if, my, if there's this competition of all of these things that are trying to attract my attention, and I'm supposed to somehow look past all of these and direct my attention toward Allah, how is it possible? I'm constantly, I'm constantly pulled in a hundred or a thousand different directions. How is it that I can finally turn my attention toward Allah Ta'ala? There has to be a way, there has to be a mechanism, there has to be a means. And praise be to Allah that He's created that mechanism for us and that is the month of Ramadan. The month of Ramadan is a 30-day intensive where a person, not necessarily by their own effort or their own will, but rather by what's imposed upon them, they are made, they are forced to direct their attention toward Allah. We become forced to direct our attention toward Allah Ta'ala. In such a way, it's so intense it's so intense that if a person actually properly went through Ramadan from start to finish by day 30 or day 29 or day 30 of Ramadan, they, they wouldn't be challenged with the different attractions of this world. Their attention would naturally go toward Allah Ta'ala. Because all of those things that work toward directing our attention toward Allah Ta'ala, those things are forced upon us in the month of Ramadan. Now think about it. From... Three, four o'clock in the morning until nine fifteen or nine thirty at night, we aren't allowed to eat and we aren't allowed to drink. Now, what happens throughout the course of the day? A person is constantly thinking about food, and food is trying to attract. You know, the, the, the food, they're constantly thinking about when am I going to be able to eat? When am I going to be able to eat? When am I going to eat? And then they're immediately reminded that look, the reason I'm actually withholding myself from this isn't because of something that I've imposed upon myself because I've said that I want to become closer to Allah. Rather, Allah Ta'ala placed this on me because He knew full well that if He didn't place this on me, then I, perhaps I, my, my attention would be directed in a thousand different ways. So you're going to fast and you're going to remain hungry the entire day because the entire day I want your attention to be upon me. And then look what happens in the evening. Right? The Taraweeh prayer. It's essentially, even from a legal standpoint, it's there's a... It's, it's required. It's, it's, for the most part, it's such an emphasized sunnah of the Prophet and the Sahaba that it's essentially required that a person has to spend an, uh, a, a, a large amount of time praying toward Allah. Allah Ta'ala is then, is then, what He's doing is He's basically telling you that, look, these hours of the night, they are mine. You may have a thousand other things that are trying to pull you toward me, but you have to spend time directing your attention toward me. 
So through the day, we are directing our attention because through the fast, we're constantly reminded of Allah. Through the evening, we are directing our attention in salah directly toward Allah Ta'ala. And this isn't something that exists outside of Ramadan. We are basically forced to stand even if we don't want to stand. We are forced to not speak even though we want to speak. We are forced to not eat during the prayer even though we might want to eat. We're forced to remain in one position facing one direction for an extended period of time. And then there are numerous other actions through the month of Ramadan. Sadaqah. Our wealth, a thousand different places are, are, are trying to attract the attention of our wealth. Right? You go to the mall and there's you know, 300 stores, 400 stores that are saying, come spend upon me, come spend on me, come spend on me. You know, there are you know, all these websites that are advertising and you have these discounts and 15% off here, 30% off here. Bring your, atten- bring your wealth toward me. They're trying to attract the attention of your wealth. And that we know that the Prophet ﷺ, in Ramadan, he was more generous than any other time of year. Although he was already the most generous person to begin with. In Ramadan, he was even more generous. And so that encouragement is then placed upon us. And it's saying, look, even your wealth, is, it, it, the, the, att- your, the ident- attention of your wealth should be upon giving sadaqah during this month. Even your wealth should be directed toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your time should be directed toward Allah ta'ala. Your efforts and your energy and everything should be directed and turned toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this builds up over the course of Ramadan. You know, it's almost like this, um, it's, it's almost, you could say, it's, it's almost forced upon the believer and saying that, look, there's nothing worthy of your attention except me. So do all of these things because I need to show you that there's nothing worthy of your attention. It almost can seem overbearing at times. 17 hour fast, 3 hours of salah, you know, waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning to eat. Who, who in their right mind throughout the rest of the year would ever wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning? The, 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 the average person, if anything, they would eat late if they wanted to. They'd eat 10 p.m., 11 p.m., you know, midnight. Or they would wake up at early as 7 a.m., maybe 6 a.m. because they have to go to work you know, and they have to eat. Who in their right mind throughout the rest of the year would wake up at 3.30 in the morning to actually eat? No one would do that. Nobody does that. And yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is essentially, although it's not required, essentially it's imposed upon you that you're going to wake up and you're going to consume food even if you aren't hungry. Why? Because I am more deserving of your attention than anything else. In fact, the reason you're eating might not even be because you're not hungry. Meaning that typically we think that, oh, why am I going to eat? Because hunger is attracting my attention. But why are we eating suhoor? Not because hunger is attracting our attention, but because Allah is attracting our attention. Because Allah is attracting our attention. It's possible that at 9.15, when it's time to break, your, break the fast, it's possible that you're not actually hungry. It's possible that you're not actually hungry during that time. And you think in your mind that, you know what, I could stretch out my, my, my fast until 10 or 11 o'clock. You know, let me just go ahead and sleep because I'm really tired at this time. But what happens? You're forced to eat when the time for iftar comes in. Not because you're necessarily hungry, but because Allah Ta'ala says that, look, I am more deserving of your attention. Even when it comes to your food, than your hunger is. Then your hunger is. I am more deserving of your attention. So you have to break your fast immediately after the maghrib time comes in. Immediately after the Maghrib time comes in, you have to break your fast. So all of this sort of builds up over the course of the first 20 days. And it's such an extreme pressure, right? Some people feel you know, almost this, this fatigue or this exhaustion because of this pressure that's placed upon them during the month of Ramadan. But all this is doing is actually forcing our heads toward Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the direction of Allah ta'ala. And it's almost like you know, if something is completely bent out of place, 
right? And it keeps bending out of place. Let's say you have a metal rod. It keeps bending out of place. It keeps going in this direction every single time. You know, uh, you fix it, it goes back. You fix it, it goes back. You fix it, it goes back. And then, you know, when you begin to fix it, you, you actually turn it in the other direction. You actually go to the other extreme and say, look, if I take it at least from, from here and I bring it over here, then, you know, it's going to, maybe it'll land in the middle. But I need to actually go to the other extreme in order to kind of bring it where it needs to be. And the Milan is, is very similar. It's that we are, we, are on, we are in such an extreme place in terms of, in terms of our attention, you know, being directed toward everything else. It's, it's everything is down in Ramadan, imposed upon you. Maybe it's taking you actually a little bit far in the opposite direction, but it knows that you're going to sort of come back in the middle. So all of this builds up over the course of 20 days, you know, the first 20 days of Ramadan. And then what happens? Then the last 10 days of Ramadan hits. Then the last 10 days, perhaps the most blessed days you know, of the year, then hit. And what happens in those 10 days? And what is the expectation during those 10 days? That 100% of a believer's attention is now upon Allah. How so? The believer, through the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, is told that you are going to remain in the masjid for, the, for 10 days consecutively. You're going to lock yourself within, a, within these four walls. And you are not going to leave this place until you realize that there's nothing more worthy of your attention than Allah. There's nothing more worthy of your attention than Allah. When you are in the masjid, you're 24 hours. They, if a person does i'tikaf properly, they put their phones away, they put their laptops away, they put uh, all of their distractions away. You know, they take care of all of their financial issues before i'tikaf begins. They take care of all their family issues before. They take care of all their car matters before. And they literally come into the masjid for those 10 days. And they do the i'tikaf the way the Prophet did his i'tikaf. What they're basically doing is they're committing themselves to, these, to, to four walls and saying that I am not leaving this place. I am going to direct 100% of my attention toward Allah because the reality is that the other 340 days of the year, my attention was only, my attention should have been directed toward Allah Ta'ala, but I'm going to force myself to do it for these 10 days in hopes that then it'll benefit me for the rest of the year. You know, for 340 days, we, our, direction is, our attention is directed in so many different places, so many different directions. And in the last 10 days, our attention is completely focused on Allah. And the du'as that we make the last 10 days, the supplications that we make the last 10 days, recognizing that Allah Ta'ala is freeing people from the hellfire during the last 10 days, the amount of time we spend in the masjid, the amount of time we spend in dhikr, the amount of time we spend in Qur'an, I mean, it's, it's beyond us that we would even be able to do that. But thankfully, alhamdulillah, thumma alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala has designed this curriculum of Ramadan to essentially realign us Toward, relying our attention back toward Him. And it's this perfect mechanism that you work and work and work day in, day in, day in. You reach day 20 and now you're peaking. And now you're peaking. Maybe 75% of your attention was toward Allah by day 20. Maybe 80% of your attention. But now that then has to, the bar has to be raised now to 100% of your attention should be focused on Allah Ta'ala because that's actually the way we should be living our life. And so then we're thrown or we're forced into this enclosed space and told, just remember Allah and forget about everything else in the world during this time. Forget about everything else in the world during this time. The only thing deserving of your attention during these 10 days is Allah Ta'ala. And if you aren't able to recognize it during these 10 days, then you could forget about recognizing it at any other time of the year. If you, despite removing all of distract, these distractions, can't come to the realization that Allah Ta'ala is the most worthy of my attention, then, then you can forget about trying to recognize this the rest of the year.
So we are thankful to Allah Ta'ala that He's created this mechanism for us. This is, as human beings, we are... We are heedless of Allah. And the, by design, by our nature, we forget about Allah. By design, by our nature, we are attracted toward everything else in the world except for Allah. This is just the way our design is. And if it wasn't for the month of Ramadan, then it would be impractical for us to be able to direct and recognize that Allah Ta'ala is the most worthy of our attention. So then this curriculum is designed and it's 30 days of this intensive, perhaps you feel the pressure, perhaps you feel the exhaustion, perhaps you feel the weight of Ramadan, but know full well that there's going to be fruits afterward. If a person properly utilizes their Ramadan, and in particular properly makes use of the last 10 days of Ramadan, working toward directing their attention toward Allah during this time, then inshallah, the next 340 days of the year, at least the vast majority of their attention will be able to be placed on Allah Ta'ala. So it's important for us. These days we value. These days we put tremendous effort in. And rather than, rather than complain about how difficult you know, the, the long days are, whatever it might be, we recognize that this is an opportunity once and for all for us to straighten out ourselves. You know, we tell ourselves that, you know, I, I'm, I'm overeating. I just, I need to really control my eating. I eat whatever I want to eat. Whenever I see food, I eat food. You know, whenever I, uh, whenever I go anywhere, I just want to order everything. Whenever I'm, uh, I have no control over my food. I try to limit one meal. I, I'm not able to do it. Well, look, Allah Ta'ala is making you do it now. You have no option but to do it. You know, the things that were impossible throughout the rest of the year, now you're forced to do it. We all have intentions. You know what? I really want to pray through the night. I really want to do Qiyamul Layl. We try, we fail. We try, we fail. We do a little bit, we fail. We do a little bit, we fail throughout the year. And now Allah Ta'ala has created the Taraweeh prayer. We were basically forced to stand for, you know, a period of time turning toward Allah Ta'ala. It's imposed upon you. So now there's no way out around it. And so we are thankful to Allah Ta'ala that He's forced this upon us because if He didn't force this upon us, then there's no way we would have been able to accomplish this goal. You know, we have the desire of praying the Tahajjud prayer. You know, many of us, we try, we fail, we try, we fail, we try, we fail. Well, guess what? Now we have to wake up anyway for the suhoor. So now that the Tahajjud prayer is sort of ingrained in that, we're thankful to Allah that if He didn't cause us to wake up for some other reason, we wouldn't have woken up for our Tahajjud prayer. So we are thankful to Allah Ta'ala for this opportunity. And, and, if, and, and, and our hope is that we maximize on it and that whatever benefit we gain from the month, we sustain it over the course of the year. Ultimately, ultimately our goal is that our attention be focused on Allah. Our 100% of our attention be focused on Allah. Despite sort of trying to navigate the, the rest of the world, which is, which is important, our heart should the attention of our heart should always be on Allah Ta'ala. And this is what Ramadan teaches us. So may Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala allow us to maximize on the, on the blessed month that's coming before us. May Allah Ta'ala allow us to recognize that He is more worthy of our attention than anything else. And may Allah Ta'ala protect us from uh, any difficulties and calamities during the month and allow us to uh, reap, reap the rewards that are present through the month and uh, forgive us for all of our mistakes, for all of our sins that we've ever performed in the past. Through the uh, through the barakah of this month.